Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max, and today's episode, honestly, I don't know why I'm talking about this, but, you know, people were hyping the shit out of this movie, telling me you gotta watch it, and it is Orphan First Kill. This is a prequel to the 2009 film Orphan, and Isabel... Uh, Furman returns as the titular character of Esther. Now, here's... Before I get into the review, here's what's throwing me off. If you've never seen the original film, the, the, the first film, the 2009 movie, the character of Esther is played by Isabel Furman, and, um, and she is a middle-aged woman who has a genetic condition that she has the looks and characteristics of a nine ten year old girl and i thought okay so they made another one and i like i first thought that like this was a part two of that like she was going to come back and do it again but then i heard this was a sequel and i said okay so this girl must have been like in her mid to late teens playing this young girl right and now almost over 10 years later this girl is aged about she's got to be at least my age you know i'm 30 and this girl has to be like either in her early 30s or like mid 30s because i don't remember how old she was in 2009 but so she's aged you know pretty well i've actually seen pictures of her she's aged pretty good but now she has to play someone even younger than the original film and i'm like why are we going backwards time you, <laughs> time doesn't work like that i don't understand why they would go backwards um i i honestly i i didn't i didn't have any hope for this movie uh because you know when you make a film when you make a prequel there's only so much you can do with it but given the subject matter of the film and given the 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 scientifics behind it and given how much time has gone by since the previous film it it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me to go backwards you know what i mean like why why do a prequel a sequel would have been all right you know or a spin-off or something like that but why a prequel why go backwards you know you have to go now she ha- instead of her being nine instead of her being like i don't remember how old she was in that first one no, she had been nine. She was nine. She was nine or ten years old in this movie, so she must have been like maybe eleven, twelve in two thousand nine. And I was, and so anyway, anyway, I don't know. The scientific, scientific and time frame with this movie is really kind of throwing me off. And I, if I think about it too much, my head's gonna hurt. It's starting to hurt now. I can feel it. I can feel a migraine coming on. But anyway. So this basically is the film. It's basically an origin story of Esther, and uh, the movie has. I, I I'm not sure how to say it, but the movie has by far it's the exact same movie. Like when I saw the first Orphan, I thought this is a basic kind of creepy kid type movie, but then when that they threw in that twist. The twist in the first movie is the fact that she is, you know, she's the she's she's a thirty year old woman posing as not a thirty year old woman, but she's a 
she's a 30 year old woman with this weird she's not posing as a like a like a 12 year old girl she's she's a, a a grown woman with a genetic disorder you know she has the looks and and uh she has the looks and and body parts of like a 12 year old girl like she ages kind of slower basically and things like that i don't know the scientific name that they use it for but you know that that was like a that was a crazy twist now isabel Furman in the first movie is great she plays a great killer in the movie like there are those moments where you know she has she has those moments where she's really terrifying and really menacing and this one it's the same now this one is no different the second one the second film it's no different even though they they de-aged her to make her look 10 years old which uh there's only so much you can get away with uh the cgi in this movie is not terrible you know but it's not all that great either you know um but you know to make her look 10 was pushing it even though she's like 30 in real life now you know to make her look even younger than what she was in 2009 was just you know I, like i said i think it's pushing it i think it's overdoing it but her performance is what kind of keeps it going her performance is really good in the movie that and to be honest that is a really the only good thing that i can say about this movie nothing about this movie is good it's if you've seen the first orphan it's the same movie it's the exact same movie. The ending of the movie is that you they they put her in the orphanage that Vera Farmiga finds her in the first film. So, like you know, obviously it's a fucking prequel, so they're gonna give it away. You know, so you know how it's gonna end. You know this girl's not gonna die because if this is prior to the events of Part One, then you know she's not gonna die. You know nothing she's gonna do is gonna. You know, there's no sense of urgency, much like Black Widow. Like, there's no sense of urgency there. Like, you don't feel for the character that she's going to die. You're not rooting for the the protagonist to kill her, you know, or to dump her body somewhere or anything like that because you know there's another film to this. There's something, there's something after the story. They leave you hanging, but, you know, basically just watch part one again and, you're, you know, you've, you basically come full circle with this story. You know, the storyline, the writing of this film is really, really, really bland, really weak you know it's the exact same movie it's like they didn't know whether they didn't know whether or not to make a prequel or a sequel at times it feels like a sequel but then you know she kind of does the same like i said if you've seen the first movie you 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 know what's going to happen you know where this is going now the twist in this movie i'm not going to give it away but the twist really kind of throws me throws throws you for a loop man it's like whoa where'd that come from you're expecting a twist like you know there's going to be a shocking revelation some about halfway or towards the end of the movie which there is but you're not expecting it you're you're expecting a twist but not knowing what that twist is going to be is what makes it good every great psychological horror film has a great twist i think m night Shyamalan did it perfectly in the sixth sense you know the, that was the shocking revelation that you know this doctor that has been helping Haley Joe Osmond throughout this whole time is dead as well. A lot of great horror films do that. You know, they have a shocking twist to where they, they throw you off from the very beginning. I think one of the most underrated, one of the most underrated twists in the movie was um, Dead Silence, which a lot of people didn't know that that was directed by James Wan. That had a crazy twist. Uh, Orphan, 
had it wasn't Orphan wasn't a even though the story of Orphan, whether it's part one or part two, is very predictable, the twist that when you get there, like in the first film, when you realize that, you know, she's born, she's a birth defect or, you know, like a, a genetic condition or whatever, you, it, it throws you off. You're like, what the fuck? And then you realize all hell's about to break loose. The same thing happens in Orphan First Kill. They throw you for a loop. You're, you're, you're riding the wave, man. You're on the wave. It's not really going any high because, like I said, this movie's kind of bland and very predictable. And when we get to the part of the revelation that you're just kind of like, wow, that was that was interesting. You know, I got to, like I said, like I said, Isabel Furman's character, her performance is really good. The twist towards the end of the movie is pretty good. But, you know, that's not, that's not enough to save the whole movie. You know what I mean? Like... Like, sometimes the twist ruins the movie. Like, if you look at a movie like... Um, uh, if you look at a movie like The Village, another M. Night Shyamalan film, that was probably the first film where the twist doesn't really ruin... It doesn't really ruin the movie, but it lessens the, the value of the entire movie. Because where we're, on, we're... Like I said, we're riding the wave on this movie, and you're feeling for Bryce Dallas Howard's character, but that once that twist happens, you're like, wait a minute, What? you know, and things like that. So, you know, the twist can save the movie. You know, it can make it watch watchable, you know, acceptable for what it is, or it can ruin the movie. In or in Orphan First Kill, the twist is really good. It benefits the movie. It makes the movie it gives the movie that shocking revelation at the end. The first film it worked in the first film. In this one, it does. The only difference is... The only difference is because we've seen the movie already. Like, we've seen this story storyline so much. It doesn't... There's no payoff for it. You know what I mean? Like, if you're watching Orphan, the first Orphan film, and then you get to that twist where you realize he's got a birth defect, you're, you're, you're throwing a loop for it. You're like, whoa, what the hell? You know, you, it's... A lot of people say they didn't see that coming. I had a friend of mine tell me that she did see it coming. She's like, there's got to be something wrong with her. Like, she's got to either have... She's She's got to be either a little person or she's, like, a demonic presence or something like that. And I was like, all right. And I was like, eh, that could be it, you know, and things like that. With Orphan uh, First Kill, we've seen all of it already. Like, we know what to expect. The movie is, like, it's almost a beat-for-beat beat exact same storyline. It's the exact same setup, execution, and the twist. It's like... The twist has got to, the twist can't be the same. Like we can't do a shot for shot retelling of the first film, so we'll make the twist different so it stays with you, you know, for the rest, you know, for the remainder of the movie. But the problem is because because the because the ending of the movie there is no happy ending because it sets you up for what is to become the first film. The the twist doesn't really pay off if that makes any sense. The twist, there's no payoff in the twist other than shock value. Like, you're like, wow, okay, I didn't see that coming. But then, like, once the movie's over, the movie still sucks. You know, it's it's not that good. It, it can't be, you know, like when you watch the... I hate going back and forth like this, but then again, it's the only way I can explain it. When you watch the first Orphan, the twist benefits the story because you're not you're not expecting it and then the movie carries on and it kind of has somewhat of an ambiguous ending to whereas an orphan first kill 
because it's the same kind of setup and execution and then, you know, twist, there's no benefit to it. And because we know it's a prequel, there's no payoff at the end. Like, we know she's going to end up at the orphanage. Vera Farmiga's going to come in and adopt her and things like that. But there's no, you know, it's like, uh, okay, what the fuck was the point of that? Like, other than the, other than, like I said, other than shock value, the twist is, the twist doesn't benefit the story the way it should. You know, it lessens, it, it puts a, because the movie is already, you know, at a low point by the time we get to the twist, it's like, you're hoping the twist is good, that way you can say, well, at least that was good, you know, and things like that. I think that's the only reason that this movie is, I mean, this movie came out on Paramount Plus, it had a theatrical release. Um, I don't know. I know it came out in select theaters, but I saw it on Paramount Plus. And the, I put it to you like this: my mom and my sister are like the biggest fucking chicken shits when it comes. They won't watch horror. They won't even watch horror trailers because that's how scared they are of horror movies and things like that. So for my mom to say it was okay, it was okay. You know, it wasn't as good as the first one. So if my mom says that, I can already tell the movie sucks. Like I said with Texas Chainsaw, if my sister's telling me it's not all that scary then, yeah, it's probably not going to be that scary because if the two biggest, you know, scaredy cats don't even like the movie and they watched it, then it's got to be good. You know, it's got to be, you know, uh, uh, you know, a big piece of crap of a movie, you know, and things like that. And that's what I got out of or- Orphan First Kill, man. I, w- I wasn't expecting a sequel. I didn't think it needed one. I could see them doing one with an older Isabella uh, Furman, but... The problem is, it's like, okay, I could see them doing, like, an older character. Like, if she was older. Like, she could pass as a teenager and things like that. But they went backwards. They had to go, they had to give you an or, uh, her origin, basically. But I got enough of her origin in the first movie. Like, when, when, when Vera Farmiga finds, like, the twist, when Vera Farmiga finds out her, her condition and where she's been this entire time and uh, things like that, that was enough of an origin story. I don't need a whole movie like that. And so for them to make a prequel instead of a sequel, it's a bit disappointing. And I really thought that, you know, Blumhouse or, was it Blumhouse? No, it was Dark Castle. Uh... Dark Castle Entertainment, who made the film, I thought they kind of go in a different route. I didn't think they would go into the prequel route because that's a that's very diminishing to the character. Because like I said, there's only so much you can get away with with CGI, you know, and things like that. You know, the, if the girl was supposed to be 11, 12 years old in this movie, and then 10 years later, now she has to this girl who's pretty much all grown up now now has to play a nine, 10 year old. It's like why well, go backwards? You know, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, but anyway, that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode. If you like the episode, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Uh, be sure to follow the podcast on all uh, social media outlets, Instagram and Twitter, The Madhouse 21 uh, Let me guys uh, let me know what you guys thought about the first film. If you have not seen the first film and have seen this one, what did you think? What did you think about this one? Is it better than part one? Are you a fan of the first one? Whatever the case may be, let me know on Instagram and Twitter, The Madhouse 21 uh, Be on the lookout for more episodes as they drop. Uh, She-Hulk is coming out this week, the second episode, so I might be covering... I might cover it episode by episode. Uh, There are a couple of movies that I did happen to check out over the weekend, even though we celebrated for 
my son's birthday finally after everybody was not sick anymore and the kids are back to school so I got a lot of stuff to I was able to catch up on a lot of stuff that I didn't miss out on a couple of uh, of uh, streaming only films and things like that so be on the lookout for more episodes as they drop and of course as always guys be sure to embrace your inner madness <laughs>